0: It's been almost two decades since we started our journey to educate and help you take action so you may better manage your financial future. Our goal is to help you accomplish your life's purpose. This podcast reveals financial tips, strategies, and insights that will help you to set your financial goals and guide you along the way. This is Managing Your Financial Future, brought to you by the advisors at Lucia Capital Group. Hey, welcome back. Another episode. Episode number, I've lost track. I I know I said what it was last week. It's either number 104 or 216, or I I don't even know. Uh, Managing Your Financial Future, Johnny Dean, your podcast host. And uh, with me, uh, one of our usual people and one that we've (laughs) never had on the show before. First, I'll say hello to Professor Rick Plum. Hello, hello. I'm here as always. Everybody knows you and uh, what you do and who you are.
1: Anything else behind your name? No, I, I uh, I've worked towards some others, but then I just didn't feel like taking that many classes.
0: Well, that's probably a good thing. You 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 learn you learn by doing, and so your classroom has been over a, the years a lot of experience. Yes, I, I would put your knowledge ahead of just about anybody else who just came out of a classroom. In fact, I would put it ahead of anybody else. <laughs> anybody who just got out of a classroom needs to now go work for about ten years and get some experience would be my opinion. Uh, but besides Professor Rick Plum, we're happy to have here with us Jonathan Savona. Jonathan has been with the uh, Lucia company uh, for a long time.
2: 16 years now. Yeah. 16
0: ye- 16 mm-hmm. years and we haven't had you on the podcast or we never had you on our we didn't have you on our radio show we haven't had have you on our TV show and we haven't had I you on I thought we'd had him on something. I've
1: dabbled, He's done something. I've uh,
2: dabbled a did few we have times. You on? Yeah. I don't know a few if it was
1: the, the TV show or the radio show back in the day or He's been on the air at some point in that 16-year period I haven't been
2: invited back, so I well, guess it tells oh you how well I performed. Well, but
0: <laughs> as the host... I, I was afraid remember. of losing
1: my job if we brought you back. So. <laughs>
0: I should remember that as the host. Well, anyway, regardless of that, it's nice <clears throat> to have you here. You work Thank very... You. Well, you have your own list. Of, you have your mm. own uh, group of clients. Right. You work very closely as well with another one of our favorite uh, advisors, Janine Stripe, mm-hmm. who is brilliant in her own of you know in her own way uh you have you jonathan did you uh, kind of come up through her and, and learn from janine whom we've had on the yeah, show before
2: i did i did not know anything about the financial planning industry investment world until 2006 when i started i knew nothing of the industry and sort of started from the ground up helping clients great? and yeah kind of moving my way up from there
1: well he's also a student of the industry though he Listens to and reads as much as almost anybody I know in this industry.
0: Uh, I'm telling you what, Jonathan, you know, you and I come in, we do our podcast. I can tell he's a student of everything because he's got stuff in front of him. He's got notes that he's taken. This is how you look graphs. He's got, you know, did, studies. Did I say that an advisor learns by doing? And Jonathan, this is what makes you one of the top people, if I can say that. And I don't know where rankings are, but, uh, uh, you know, learning and 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 constantly learning, I think is an important thing. and so I wanted to have you on the podcast. We're trying to get a, a different advisor's viewpoints, uh, not so much because markets are doing weird, crazy things so far in twenty twenty two and we don't know where they're going to go but we we we've got all kinds of things happening throughout the world. It's not just in America, it's kind of worldwide uh, and And before we get into this like market stuff, or're not in behavior and all that. I wanted to ask you, because we've been talking off the air about this, Uh, one of the things that seems to affect people is this whole inflation deal. You know, we're seeing a couple of months here, maybe more of higher than normal inflation. Demand has outstripped supply post-COVID. I just wanted to get your thoughts. What are people saying? Are they concerned? Are the people that you work with, your clients, your, your people, are they concerned?
2: Yeah, it's a timely uh, question. I appreciate you both having me. Big fans. Uh, (laughs) I am a big fan of yours after all these years of listening, finally being invited back. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I mean, it is a timely topic. I think there is nervousness in the marketplace um, as clients review statements and see their portfolio values down. um, And they go to the gas pumps and see their prices up. Hopefully only temporarily, but they're up. We know prices are higher. And, and I think there's good and bad to inflation. The good is that we might have rising wages. We might have a rising home value, which can be helpful. We if hope. you're downsizing moving to Texas, as clients have done. Um, the negative side, of course, being that our dollar doesn't stretch as far. And so I think the conversations really come down to what are we doing with our financial habits and what are we doing with our investments. And so there's kind of two sides to that.
0: Yeah, you you know you mentioned inflation affects different people in different ways, and I think a lot of it has to do with where they are in life. Is that mm. correct?
2: That's true. I think um, you know compared to you guys, I might have a little bit of a different um, you know spot in life right now, having three kids and now a new puppy. Whoa! Uh, the expenses have changed and. and <laughs> You know, the vacations are slightly more expensive. The grocery bill slightly more you expensive. you teenage
1: son. what are the grocery exactly. stores more expensive?
2: The clothing bill has gone up. Um, right. So, you know, I might need to hustle a little bit harder. But, um, you know, compared to maybe the pre-retiree or the post-retiree, um, we have different challenges during this time. And so we all need to have those habits of savings, habits of having margin in our budget and living within our means. And that's basic advice, but it is the advice that we start with. Well, is No this, matter where you are.
0: Are, are. are people concerned? I know you meet with probably more retired types or people nearing retirement. Sure. Um, are they concerned at all? <laughs> or is this something that doesn't really affect them very much?
2: Well, I, I think the experience has been that um, for retirees, we've been through a two-year period of time where they were saving money. Um, yeah. all-time savings rates over the past couple of years. Oh, since, for
1: 2020, we couldn't do anything.
2: Yeah, since the crisis be- began a couple of years ago. And so now they're kind of living off savings, you know, slightly traveling, buying the new car, doing whatever they didn't do for the past 24 months. And so, you know, I think they feel comfortable at this point, but we we definitely want to try to forecast where we're going from here and try to make sure we don't get uh, over our skis with, you know, too mm-hmm. much spending. Um, so those are the conversations at this point. So, so it's it's not people coming to you in a in a panic
0: saying, "I you know what I I need more." You know, I I thought I would need this amount of income from my portfolio. You know, I set up my bucket one to do this. Uh, you know, we've only been in this inflationary period for a few months. I mean, it's it's a relatively short period of time. So, so it hasn't really affected them much other than maybe some minor uh, annoyances at the gas station and things like that.
2: Yeah, I don't get the sense that there's super fear, ultra panic out there in the market.
0: Yeah, uh, which is a good thing. And this goes back to the idea of, <laughs> I hate to keep bringing this up, but proper planning. And this mm-hmm. is what we talk about on this show, When we say we're managing your financial future. It's about the present, but it's also planning. And planning, of course, implies that you're taking care of the future. And that's what planning is all about. Uh, besides inflation, the thing that Rick and I have talked about before, and I've talked about this with Terry Keyes, and other advice that we've talked about, and I'll, I'll bring this up with you, is the whole idea of a volatile marketplace. Now, when you got into the biz 15, six, 17, how long? 16 2000, years. Yeah. 2006, you said? Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, 16 years. I can't believe it. Had this. a couple, one to two
1: <laughs> years of okay market, and then Oh mm-hmm. heck, breaking loose when you got into the well, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. So, so you've seen this. You saw this <coughs> sort of fairly early on in your career, um, probably more severe back then than it is now. But here we go again. And anybody who's been in the business, anybody who's been paying attention over the last one hundred years, has seen this happen from time to time. Mm-hmm. Uh, markets to do this. So, so where is your? Where are people that you're meeting with? are they calling in a panic Mm -hmm. about the market specifically?
2: I'd like to think that our process of, uh, constantly reviewing, you know, their bucket strategy, their numbers, their budget. Um, I'd like to think our process has made them more educated so that we can avoid those panic situations. Sure. There's going to, we're going to have some of those and that's, that's natural. Because values have run so high that now a 10% decline, a 15% decline feels worse because nominally it's much different. When your portfolio has gone from a million to 2 million, 5 or 10% didn't mean as much when it was a million, but now it means a whole lot. And so when I see a statement that's down tremendously, okay, let's put it in context that we've had conversations about, we've had a bull market for 10 years, markets have run we've taken profit. Hopefully part of the plan has been that we've taken profit as we go to fund their safer uh, investments, their income need in the short run. And so hopefully that nimble approach has allowed our clients to have different products with principal protection, of course, does help during this time frame. Um Something that didn't look so good for the last nine years now looks fantastic because it's not down at all. Um, wow. Like certain,
0: so, certain, uh, uh, income type products. So. Well, cash
2: hasn't gone down. Uh, we now <laughs> Isn't have that good. Really good for a <laughs> long time. Isn't that odd? How cash, all of a sudden, everybody cash wants it. Cash is helpful. Uh, we yeah. can now find an interest rate in the CD world. Um, <laughs> fixed annuities, you know, fixed index annuities. These are products that can provide some stability to a portfolio during these type of volatile, sure times.
0: Sure, you know, we've seen interest rates. Uh, well, okay. I think when you, I'll go back to when you started, interest rates had had weren't were low, but they really hit a low, I think, around two thousand eight nine. Stayed low and have continued to stay low, probably until at least mm-hmm. the, you know the the, yeah, beginning the majority of, this of your year. career.
1: Interest rates have been mm-hmm. pretty stable right. on the low side.
0: Right. So there was a challenge, I know, and Rick's talking about this all those years of creating some kind of rate of return without going out on risk uh, that's going to help sustain, say, a bucket two type. Mm-hmm. Now that interest rates have come up, what sort of changes do you make for somebody? Has it made it easier to put together a strategy for people? I mean, interest rates are bad, high on, on, on you know, on the one hand it can be bad, but on the other hand, as you're saying, uh, savings rates can go up. So so how has the rise in interest rates how how has that affected your uh, strategizing?
2: It is a new market. I mean, at this point, to start the year, we really couldn't find anything in the safer space. You really had to stick with cash or something that was very low yielding. Or and, accept a little bit of risk <laughs> or some modicum of risk. Right, and coming off of three years of double-digit returns in the S&P, <coughs> it didn't sound as appetizing to folks to be that conservative, though... After those type of returns, those should be the conversations of refilling something that's safer, no matter what the return is. Sure, it's easier now because we have a positive three and a half, four percent 4% rate that I could offer over a three-year period of time. Now, that might be short-lived. We might see that the Fed moved too quickly, and we might have a bottoming of rates here soon. Who knows? Right. Um, who knows how difficult the recession will be? But it's going to affect people in different phases of their you know, savings life, mm-hmm. their income phase, life of retirement. And so it's just a matter of diving into that, you know, situation, that personal situation and making sure we've covered all our bases. In the yeah.
0: End. Does it positively affect, does, it, does a rise in interest rates tend to positively affect People who are savers, I would think yeah. it would. I mean, well,
2: right? Inflation be, can be a positive thing because of the velocity of money. Sure. Yeah. In the short run, it can be such a shock to valuations. The markets are moving around from growth to value back and forth. So there's the unknown future that mm-hmm. the markets need to try to price in. But which over time, which I think they're doing now a lot. That's what they're doing now. It's resetting the uh, you know where companies are going to be valuable in the future. Sure. Uh, but over time, you know, we see that inflation means you need to be an investor in some form. And you're not going to beat inflation happen. with cash.
1: So you still have to be an investor on the other side to counteract that impact that is happening on your expenses.
2: Right. So that's what Buckets does. You know, in the short run, we're trying to beat deflation and it does, you know, <laughs> well enough because it's stable. You're trying to beat deflation. Sure, we're explain trying to explain that for people. Because <laughs> go ahead, you know, Rick. Go ahead. You haven't <laughs> talked much today. Go ahead, Rick. Well, I look
1: at bucket one more of making sure that we don't ever have to sell something when it's down to create the cash flow. So I don't necessarily, you know, say it the way you said it. But <laughs> if I need, you know, ten thousand dollars next year, if putting it in the stock market, or if it's in the stock market, it means it could be, you know, twelve thousand dollars, or it could be eight thousand dollars. Well, if I need to spend ten, I sure don't want to have to, you know sell what was 12 to get 10. I I don't want to sell anything when it's down. So I'll give up the return, you know, the big return for a year, two, three, four, five, so that I know that the cash flow. that's what I'm trying with bucket number one. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to beat the idea that I never want to be in a position where I have to sell something when it's down. Mm -hmm. You mentioned the last three years being positive double digit returns and things. I think that's hurt a lot of Mm -hmm. investors, at least from an emotional psyche standpoint, because they, they feel that, now, anything that is like, for, well, at least for those years, why you mentioned it. Why would they go into something that is safe, that's only earning 2%, 1%, 3%? Why would I ever do that when I can earn so much in the stock market? Well, because this is why, what we're seeing now. Money that we need to spend in the short run can't be near the stock market. Yes, it can work out in your favor. Or not. <laughs> well, <laughs> and when it doesn't work out, it hurts
0: well you know you know i and i think this comes back to the question of why people why are people not
1: panicking
0: you know, it, it's it's funny and i i bet you've seen this now i'm not an advisor i'm a podcast host but i don't mm-hmm. have the licenses i understand it though when people say oh yeah you're working you know you've, you in know, financial services and they, they one of the first questions <laughs> they ask me for whatever reason is wow i bet uh, how, how are things i mean boy the stock market boy i bet people are all running around you know, the, uh, like, 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 uh, chickens with their head chopped off, like, uh, things are going yeah, crazy. Yeah, like, you yep. know, the, fleeing, like uh, the, the nope. residents of Tokyo and Godzilla's running around, you know, <laughs> and, and they, they tend to have this idea that everybody's panicking. And, but sure. do people ask you about that too? Because I don't see it.
2: I think the value of preparing is that you know something like this can happen. And if it does, I've prepared and I know where I've prepared. So, like we've talked about, having the savings, having the margin has helped them to realize that returns aren't guaranteed in the stock market. And if we can give them the um, the context going back two, three years ago and show them kind of where they were, where mm-hmm. they are, and that it's still a positive, hopefully, return over that time frame, then it, st- it puts it in better context. So I I think it's just being a sounding board, being someone who knows their situation in particular, they're not doing it on their own. I think that's the value of what we do. Yeah, that's very much
1: being a sounding board. You know, it's it's natural when you open your statement and you see, wow, wasn't the prettiest uh, quarter or or whatever statement you're looking at. And you call somebody who says, remember your plan? Remember why we did this? Remember why? Remember a year ago when we were moving some money from your growth portfolio over to something more stable, safe, and you were wondering why we were doing that, because it wasn't going to earn, it didn't have the potential to earn why, as much. Why mm-hmm. were
0: you putting the brakes on it? Yeah, otherwise. why were
1: we why were we taking the cream off the top? I mean, mm-hmm. and this is why. Now, we didn't know when it was going to happen. We just know that downturns are going to happen, and you have to prepare for them. Now, if your portfolio is you know $2 million and you need $10,000 a year out of it, you really don't have to prepare for much. You're, it's not going to affect you mm-hmm. too much. But if you're like most people that need a you know, 4 or 5% distribution off of it, you need to be prepared for these types of downturns.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen, you know, <sighs> it seems to me there's a buckets approach to do this kind of stuff, and then there's the systematic withdrawal. The balanced approach. The balanced approach, mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. Balanced right. approach where they, they will say, okay, you know bucket's that's, that's complicated needlessly complicated i i just heard somebody say that like 2 days ago they had the wrong idea of a buckets but anyway they say okay all you really need is a 60 40 mix of stocks and bonds all right the standard 60 40 mix 60 stocks 40 bonds or maybe the other way around
1: yeah whatever way they're doing it at that 50-50, point 50 mm-hmm. 50
0: something like that and right. all you got to do is you know uh, uh, take sell sell the stocks when they're you know as they're going up take that income <clears throat> And uh, if stocks are down, uh, you know, maybe have a couple of years of cash, but if stocks are down, uh, all you got to do is turn to your bonds. Well, what are we seeing now, Jonathan? I mean, are Mm -hmm. we not seeing a valuation of stocks
2: and bonds
0: both being down?
2: We are. We're seeing bonds down more than they've been since the 1700s. If There's some metrics I've heard. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know who was
1: uh, back there looking at them, but I saw that with 1787. We haven't had
2: this bad (laughs) of a bond market
1: since 1787. I don't know where right. that stat came from but I saw that earlier today. <laughs> That's when you could buy bonds from
0: John, from John Hancock, Hancock himself, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, I'm kidding. The the uh so so
2: when you have a situation like this, I couldn't tell you the last time where we've seen stocks and bonds mm-hmm. both Yeah, and the difference would be that in a blended portfolio you might be selling it all at the same time and so everything's down, you know, 15-20% and you're not nimble enough with an approach to avoid selling the larger losses and sell only that which is a bit more secure. Therefore, in the long run, helping the sustainability of the portfolio. Balance funds are down right now, 20% today right. in July as we, 2022,
1: as we talk. So if you're using a balanced portfolio starting at the beginning of the year, you're pulling some money out. You had a million dollars to start. You're taking, you know, 30, 40,000 a year out of it. You're selling stocks you're, that are you're, down. Well, and bonds, but you're selling yeah. your portfolio. Your portfolio went from a million to 8 800,000 without you selling anything. So now you're probably down into the, you know, 750-780 range and you're still pulling money out or you have to adjust your spending because of what the market is. And this isn't an unusual issue because back in 2008, the average mutual fund as, more, as judged by Morningstar, uh, average balanced portfolio uh, mutual fund was down like 25.7% and it took multiple years to recover. So having a balanced approach where it does work quite often isn't foolproof and it does not work at times. So you're saying it does work. It does. It, it can
0: work. I, sh- I should say mm. when the markets are going up, sure, well, everything's going everything's yeah. everything to work, yeah. right? right? I mean, my goodness, uh, you know, as, as bond, as, as, as interest rates are coming down, bond prices were going up and right. then, you know, we saw stocks going up and everything was, was great, but This is why I would say, Jonathan, you can agree with me. I would assume you will. Why you do a, why you prefer a buckets types approach. How does that help mitigate some of the problems that Mm -hmm. a balanced, you know, systematic withdrawal type of traditional approach? How does that help?
2: Yeah, I think it's just the consistency that that we're looking for in retirement is that I've, I've got my main fixed expenses covered with something that is not changing like the wind. Um, I think lifetime income will become more popular as interest rates rise. I think these principal protected options, I'm going to have more discussions because there's actually something to use there. Um, so I, I, it's all about that predictability to mm-hmm. me. So going back to a cash flow for you know, a retiree couple, trying to <laughs> well, create toward, yeah, consistent yeah, create, income sure, for... Yeah. Those minimum expenses is where we need to start for a conservative plan.
0: Yes, uh, you seem to favor. Maybe you're like me, where you like you like a good yes. guarantee. I, I, here's a G word. <laughs> but if you have a, an insurance company guaranteeing or the U.S. government guaranteeing, you like something. You you like something that's um, got some form of a guarantee like that.
2: Something you can't screw up. <laughs> well, at least for the expenses, I can't screw up. I mean, there there are expenses that I might have more choice over, and I might be okay with variability of return, not knowing if I'm going to use it or not. But for the things, food, housing, those type of things, transportation, I kind of need it to be there Come to live IOR. my life. Oh,
0: absolutely. So, this is what makes things like Social Security such a valuable part mm-hmm. of somebody's overall plan, because you can say that that is a guaranteed payment, because it mm-hmm. is, Right. So that's something, but if people don't have enough Social Security or maybe guaranteed pension, mm-hmm. if I can use that word again, uh, they need to, you would like to see people perhaps uh, create a little bit more of that.
2: I think what'll be interesting income. is if we do have a bounce back in the short run and interest rates stay where they are, we're we're going to have a little bit of more of an option to create, you know, that valuable short term, uh, you know, investment. Yeah. Where we didn't have six months ago, might be interesting to see markets recover a little bit, and then have that option to revisit if I need to replenish my safe account in the end. So we'll we'll see how the next six months go with the market. Well, where's that?
0: You've see, you guys have both seen uh, where you know we're talking about guarantees of let's say of an insurance company. You know, if you purchase some kind of insurance product. Uh, that will guarantee you some kind of form of income. Annuities is off, often comes up. Uh, those guarantees are important to people, but of course you've seen the the you know the, the literature on some of these where they say the never hype. ever, <laughs> never ever talk about that. I oh, I the personally other <laughs> yeah I, I never ever uh, uh, buy anything with a, an insurance company type of guarantee. Uh, I don't I think that's a, a problem. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I mean, just this morning I <clears throat> received from one of my favorite clients. I know she'll be listening to this um, <laughs> about that topic. <clears throat> Another podcast, you know, host talking about annuities. I don't think properly presenting both sides, and I, I think that's really our goal is to just educate, present the options, and see what fits best, um, you know, for that individual. Because th- there are multiple solutions, and we got to realize that. Yeah. In the end, so I think we try to put ourselves in a position to have that menu to choose from.
0: Yeah, so why take it off the table would be my, you know, why say don't ever use this type of... Well, and
2: the people that
1: say don't ever, and the people, Jonathan had me uh, (laughs) listen to the podcast as well. Oh, you Uh, heard it too. uh? Yeah, (laughs) and the problem was they did take a product that was overhyped, oversold, and I think is a very misleading, deceptive product, and they used that to paint the entire industry. (laughs) Yeah, okay. And, And so they were being almost as misleading as the marketing for that particular product, the people that are doing the podcast I'm talking about. It You know, let's take the worst product. You know, let's compare every car out there to a Yugo. You know. <laughs> What's <laughs> a Yugo? What the problem with is. a Yugo all of a sudden? <laughs> well, I mean, but I mean let's, all cars right. are like Yugos. They're just, yes. you know, pieces yes. of junk for all those that are old enough to remember those. That's not fair to, to to compare the whole car industry to a Yugo or, you know, because that was not a well-made car, you know.
0: Oh, sure. Yeah, there, there are good products and bad products and all that.
1: And, uh, you know, there are used correctly there are decent you know guaranteed products that you know that work in the in the right situation but they don't work everywhere unfortunately some sales people sell them everywhere and so the annuities get a bad rap sometimes deservedly so because of the sales practice yeah using it incorrectly yeah but, but but the guaranteed income has a lot to do you know and there have been studies and a lot of studies now the longer we've had this type of uh, planning available to us Studies that say if you have enough income coming across the threshold every month to cover your, you know, your fixed expenses, your, your, the, the mortgage, the rent, the property taxes, the, the basic food and light, the energy, those things, you got if you have that coming over the doorstep every month, forget where it's coming from, whether it's pension, social security, or some kind of a, a guaranteed income, you're a better investor for the rest of your portfolio, mm-hmm. and actually it allows you, even though these don't make you know great leaps and bounds rates of returns. It allows you to be a better emotional investor and stay invested through the bad times because you're not worried about making your bills. You've got your, you got your bills covered. So you don't freak out when the markets go down like they do currently have been doing uh, like they did in 2008, nine, like they did in 2000 Mm -hmm. to 2002, like they will do again at some point, or maybe they'll go further down now and you stay invested. And the studies have shown that your legacy to ultimate Mm heirs tends to be a little bit bigger because you stayed invested. So used appropriately, not everybody needs an annuity, so not everybody should be looking at it. And sure. so you know, if you've got pensions, you've got enough Social Security to cover your expenses. Don't bother looking at any of these because they're not right for you.
0: I I think we would all agree mm-hmm. with that. Uh, we're all kind of on the same page here. I know we've only. You, I know you've got things coming up. We've only got a couple of minutes left. Uh, what would you tell somebody out there, Jonathan, who is maybe on the fence or always figured they could do, you know, their own stuff themselves, all their own financial planning. And now that they've seen this whole market thing going on and they've seen the, the bonds and stocks and everything kind of really taking a hit, what would you tell somebody maybe who is saying, gee, maybe I should look at a financial advisor. Is there any, any advice you might have to, to these people, uh, how, how somebody might be able to help them?
2: Yeah. I mean, it, it can be a, a complex Um, topic, financial planning. I mean, you're talking taxes, you're talking debt management, you're talking estate planning, insurance. There's so many angles to this. It's not just how do I maximize my investment return? It's not just about that. It's about financial habits. And so I think that's in the end, if there's a second opinion to be had, you know, that's what we, we, we do for people who aren't feeling confident that they have it under control. Um, there might be tweaks that can be made. You might not realize you're doing something that you shouldn't be doing or vice versa. And we can give a stamp of approval on what you're doing. <laughs> you're doing a fantastic job, keep doing it. So I, I think in the end, you know, we it's a profession for a reason and that's what we get paid to do.
0: And and I would suggest that you're not here to get somebody a higher rate of return than anybody else. This is not, I would suggest, this is not what a financial planner is supposed to do. I think a lot of people, some people may expect that out of, well, if I hire somebody, they better, I better not be, you know, my stocks better not be down 20%, they better be up 10 or whatever, right? I think
2: we're trying to manage risk and we're trying to achieve goals. And, you know, sometimes it takes some risk management to achieve a goal within itself, so. That's what was, and what sometimes it
1: takes a financial plan to show you that you are taking an exorbitant amount of risk where you didn't realize you were taking it before. You know, I see people doing this where they're getting ready to retire and they want to keep the you know the pedal to the metal and the thing to the floor and, and keep <laughs> right, it going, yeah. It, yeah. It, and they're going to retire in two years, uh, but they don't want to pull anything off the table. Mm-hmm. Now well. we're ha- people are doing it more now <laughs> than they were six months ago.
0: Yeah, it's interesting <sighs> how that happens. You know, just mm-hmm. just as soon as everybody's sentiment changed. Uh, people, all, everybody changes their mind about things, and now they need the help. But
1: now is a bad time to be pulling out of the market.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, that's a whole other issue of so a,
1: understanding what you're trying to accomplish and the risks that you're there. A lot of people they didn't even open their statements for years, and they see all of a sudden their four hundred one ks a year ago were great, and well now they're thinking about retirement, and they're thinking I can. They didn't know how they got there, but now they don't even realize how much risk they have. They took a lot of risk to get there because the market went up and down and up and down, but they weren't looking at it. They didn't care. Now they're going to start caring about it, and they're going to get emotional about it. Now they need to have a, a day of reckoning to be able to set it up the right way so they don't make mm-hmm. inappropriate roo- moves at the wrong time.
0: And I'm sure you're 100% on board with that, Jonathan. Yep. <laughs> Thanks, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's right. Rick said it very well. Uh, Jonathan Savona, thank you so much thank for being you. here. I know you got people to meet with, and I don't want to keep you any longer than this. But But it, it's, it's good to have your, your perspective here. If you want to get in touch with Jonathan, if you're looking to maybe uh, have somebody take a, re- a look at your financial plans. You work with uh, Professor Plum on a daily basis. <laughs> I do. Right? Absolutely. We so chat all the, back and <laughs> forth all the time. <laughs> absolutely. So this is a team effort here. 800-644-1150. That's the number at Lucia Capital Group, 800 644 Talk to an advisor. Maybe just get their opinion. Have somebody to talk to, a sounding board. You don't have a strategy? You should get a strategy. This is what it's all about. Financial planning and managing your financial future. Go on uh, to uh, luciacap.com, L-U-C-I-A-C-A-P dot and we appreciate you listening to this program. Uh, Spotify is where you find us. Spotify, do whatever you have to do to... <laughs> download. I haven't actually done it myself because I have recordings of all the shows, but go to Spotify. You can subscribe and listen uh, regularly to our program. Thanks again for Jonathan Savona, Certified Financial Planner Professional, and uh, Rick Plum. I'm Johnny Dean, podcast host. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you again next week. The information provided should not be considered specific tax, legal, or investment advice and is not specific to any individual's personal circumstances. Each taxpayer should seek independent advice from a tax professional based on his or her individual circumstances. Different types of investments and or investment strategies involve varying levels of risk and there can be no assurance that any specific investment or investment strategy will be profitable for a client's or prospective client's portfolio. Thus, investments may result in a loss of principle. Accordingly, no client or prospective client should assume that the information presented serves as the receipt of or a substitute for personalized advice from Lucia a capital group, or from any other investment professional. You should always seek counsel of the appropriate advisor prior to making any investment decision. All investments are subject to risk, including the loss of principal. This material was gathered from sources believed to be reliable. However, its accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The information contained herein does not constitute an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy securities. Investment products described herein may not be offered for sale in any state or jurisdiction in which such an offer, solicitation, or sale would be unlawful or prohibited by the specific offering documentation. CDs are FDIC-insured up to $250,000 Per depositor per insured bank for each account ownership category. Insurance services offered through LPL Financial or its licensed affiliates. California Insurance License number 0518721. Fixed index annuities are complex long-term investments designed for retirement purposes. Guarantees are based on the claims paying ability of the issuer, subject to their terms and conditions. Generally, returns are based on a market index and are limited such that an investor does not fully participate in market performance. Withdrawals may be subject to surrender penalties or foregoing benefits if withdrawn prior to the contract term. Withdrawals prior to age 59 and a half may be subject to a 10% penalty tax. In addition to income tax. Annuities are not FDIC insured. Certain terms and conditions apply, so please read insurance company materials carefully. S&P 500 Index is an unmanaged index and includes a representative sample of large-cap U.S. companies in leading industries. An investment may not be made directly in an index. Examples cited or hypothetical are for illustrative purposes only, are not guaranteed, and subject to potential federal and state law amendments. There is no guarantee that you will achieve the results discussed or illustrated. It is important to keep in mind that investments in fixed-income products are subject to liquidity or market risk, interest rate risk, bonds ordinarily decline in price when interest rates rise and rise in price when interest rates fall financial or credit risk inflation or purchasing power risk and special tax liabilities interest may be subject to the alternative minimum tax treasury securities are backed by the full faith and credit of the u.s government but are subject to inflation risk before investing carefully consider in a mutual funds investment objectives risks charges and expenses to obtain a prospectus or summary prospectus which contains this and other information call your financial advisor read the prospectus carefully before investing the information provided is based on current laws which are subject to change at any time lucia capital group is not affiliated with or in Endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Social Security rules can be complex. For more information about Social Security benefits, visit the SSA website at ssa.gov or call 800-772-1213 to speak with an SSA representative. Rick Plum, Jonathan Savona, Janine Stripe, and Terry Keys are registered representatives with, and securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor and member FINRA/SIPC. The investment professionals are affiliated with LPL Financial and are conducting business using the name Lucia Capital Group, a separate entity from LPL Financial.